I'm, I'm sure I'm not following the thought process. It's, it's not important enough. Go move on. En mysteriernas tid. En magisk värld. En värld byggd av myter och legender. Ereb Altoy. Sorry, this is an extra short session here. The overloaded servers during the pandemic meant there were significant dropouts in the recording, and it gets so bad that uh, I wasn't able to edit it into coherence. Fortunately, this was a short session to begin with, and no major scenes were lost, as this was mostly an investigation session, so I'll fill you in on any exposition that is missed after this. When we got back, we found that the guy who had given us the original mission, the the head priest at the temple in town, had fallen off a wall and died in our absence. So um, that appears to be a suspicious circumstance. And Zygmunt has gone out to the wall to see if he can uh, cast a spell and find out what really happened. And that's where we stopped last time. Okay. I think we made 220 silver pieces. Am I correct? Nice. Uh, I think it was 250 from the priests and um, 10 10 from from the burgomaster. But all of those are in the possession of Sigmund and Yana presently. One tiny detail. uh, Castian took ill on the road back to Torsberg. Got very feverish. He had to test stop in at a farmhouse, um, treat him a bit, and uh, so he's been kind of out and delirious um, until now, probably as a result of um, eating bad things or some such. So Zygmunt gave you some good herbs. Yes. And you were awarded a bunch of hero points last time for actually removing the demonic... The new head priest <laughs> of, uh, of the temple. That was eight hero points. Yes, eight hero points. So I would like you to do the following. Keep a record of how many you've earned in total. So for uh, Castian and uh, Eskel, that should be nine. And for Sigmund and Yana, it should be ten. And uh, just you know, keep in mind like how much you've earned, because that counts toward your mm, notoriety, shall we say. So the first thing we're all going to do is we're going to see whether or not any of you succeeds in a psychic power improvement role, since you have now faced severe fudgery uh, of the senses, been messed around with with magic, and you have resisted. Um, Sigmund especially has seen through the whole, saw through the whole um, uh, illusion. So uh, you are each going to roll a d20, uh, and you have to roll equal to or under 20 minus your psychic power with a d20 to... to be eligible to raise your psychic power this way. So if you have psychic power of 11, then you have to roll 9 or lower, for instance. No. Yours is high, though. Not me. Oh. Yana increases by 1. Okay. That out of the way. Uh, you now have at least, I think, Castian mm, hasn't spent his 0 point, right? Nope. So I have 9. You have a 9. And the rest of you should have whatever you have left. And as you can see, if you want to improve any of your attributes, uh, then you can do so once. You can do this multiple times, of course, with different attributes. So you you can kind of boost some of your skills by boosting your attributes. And 
for some of you, or maybe all of you, none of these uh, particular heroic abilities may be interesting, and that's okay. You can focus on increasing your attributes. You can focus on saving some of your hero points for, for heroic acts in the moment, which we've seen, we saw last time with Diana spending a hero point to get that perfect arrow shot. And I'm, I don't consider this list of abilities final. I've simply compiled the least broken and most interesting abilities from across the expert and, and 91 editions. And I'm pondering maybe adding a few options later on. But there you go. And once you buy uh, a heroic attribute, you have it. It costs points. Those are gone. Uh, and you, you will have it for all time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go buy one. Empathy. Hey, I'm 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 half orc. I tend I want to know what people are thinking about me when when I'm around. I'm pretty I'm pretty much done messing around my character. Cool. I look down the list and I start seeing things like fearless and sixth sense and all of that expensive stuff. It kind of throws me into doubt and makes me think. You know, for the short term, it might be best for me to continue hoarding my hero points since I spent them all before, but... So you That's want what I'm going to do. Yeah, I updated my thigh, and then I spent some XP to improve a couple skills. Okay. Everyone satisfied? Yep. Yep. So, we, we come back to... Did Yana follow Sigmund up on the wall? Because you, you both were leaving the inn, I think, that evening. Yeah, I think he asked me to come with him. So you were up on the wall in the spot where uh, people said Gorse was... Uh, was walking when he fell and broke his neck. And Sigmund has just worked um, the magic of his uh, vision, spell vision, to see into the past. And succeeded quite well, I believe. And what you see is a little surprising. You see Gorse walking along. Well, the first surprising thing is that you see Gorse walking along the top of the wall, and when I say wall, I, it, this is like a, it's an earthen wall reinforced with, with uh, wooden planks and, and logs. So they're walking on this like wooden platform. He's walking along with uh, what seems to be a woman, a cloaked and cowled woman. It's difficult to make this woman out. In fact, the entire vision is sort of strangely indistinct, uh, kind of blurry here and there. And there's the, there's no, Usually when you have a vision, there's, there's the accompaniment of, of some sound and some, some more impressions than just a vision. But this is very, very bare bones. It's almost like you're pretty sure it's, it's impeded somehow magically, either because either Gorse or this woman has some sort of uh, protection spell on them or, or a talisman or something, or someone is actively trying to stop you currently, which would be odd because it's, it's really late People are indoors, so it's probably the former. But it's odd because Gorse was known to be pretty extremely chaste, and not in the sense that being a priest of Wegel is it comes with a requirement to be chaste or or to avoid marriage or anything. But he just wasn't interested. He's he saw that whole thing as a distraction from his actual real duties to the temple, and so that he's walking along with a with a woman, and you're fairly sure it's a woman considering the body composition and occasionally the the cloak will open and you see like a a, like a bare well-shaped thigh uh which is also a little odd considering uh where you are it's not super cold but it's not warm either and they face each other and they appear to have a short conversation 
And Gorse leans in to kiss this woman under the hood. And uh, they embrace passionately. And then she gives him a push. And he falls from the wall down into the, onto the street below. It's not too high. So you would think that you know it wouldn't be too bad. But apparently he lands really poorly. Um, she walks up, up to the edge, peers down, closes the cloak around her, and leaves. I guess I'll follow her for the however far I can go with the spell from this this area. It's like a 120 meters. So she uh, th- threads her way through the streets and she goes out one of the, the gates. You notice that um, neither of the guards seem to be like aware that she's there. They don't, they don't react. Uh, you would imagine they would react to a woman <laughs> walking out in the middle of the night in a cloak. And uh, you see her walk out toward in the direction of the forest into the like, like crawling wet mists. And when uh, Gors was interacting with her, what was his uh, like his facial expression? Did he look in any way enchanted or like not in his normal self? Or did he was he looking happy to see her or, you know, was he concerned or what? He seemed his uh, fairly normally self-possessed self. Like he didn't seem uh, like he was suddenly made simple uh, or something um, or ecstatic or anything. Who who knows? Uh, maybe keeping it inside or something. But there's also the, the problem with the, the vision being kind of indistinct, like it's being interfered with. So if he was positively disposed to to their tryst or what have you um it's difficult to say but just him walking along at the parapet of a wall with a woman a scantily clad woman and kissing her it seems very out of character from what you know and trying to see whether he was acting like being very furtive or actually give me a psychic power roll i think that's more appropriate in this situation a normal psychic power roll okay you you focus uh, as hard as you can, and uh, you manage to clear some of the the fog, so to speak, the 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 magical fog clouding up this uh, this vision. He ha- you can see now that he has he has like a small smile on his face, like he is pleased when he, when they're walking along, like he's pleased to be where he is at this moment, and and presumably with whom he is at this moment. And he doesn't appear to be like coerced into being kissed or coerced into embracing her. I assume the look on his face when he gets shoved is uh, one of surprise. <laughs> yeah, did not expect. Uh, sudden betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess while while I'm having this vision, I'll kind of be narrating it to uh, to Yana as I'm having it. <laughs> okay. Stupid man, seduced and murdered. We must be brought to justice if we can find her. Some sort of sorceress. Dangerous caution worker, worshiper, my guess. Quite possibly. Okay. Then I guess we'll go back to the inn and enjoy our comfy room for the night. Unless you have anything, Yana. I don't. Yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, probably around midnight when this is going on up in the up on the wall when you're having this vision. So uh, if there's anything else you want to do in the nighttime, let's cut to the next morning and and perhaps you guys meeting up after your your respective sleeps. Uh, Jan and Sigmund having enjoyed uh, 
wonderful, warm, downy bed sheets and <laughs> all that stuff. Like each of your individual rooms had like they are in a constellation, like in a like a four cornered sort of situation where uh, one corner of each room is a corner of a, of a fireplace. So you all have your personal fireplace in your room. You both have a per- personal fireplace, so to speak. Very cozy. Except for our cold night on the run from that awful place. I guess we meet them there at, at the end. Sure. So uh, first, my first question out of my mouth is, how much do we make? I know that 260 divides evenly, so it'd be about 65 apiece. But across how many people? Mm. <laughs> Two? Three? <laughs> I'm not really the, the sort to be so hung up on money to be cutting people out, but that's really more a question for uh, Esgol and Zygmunt, I think. Well, you seem inclined to share, so... Yeah, fine. Don't spend it all in one place. He said, sitting in the wonderful inn <laughs> with all the smells of, of uh, morning uh, food and <laughs> having our complimentary breakfast, right? Oh, yeah. I'll tell the other two about the the vision and demise of, of what's his name? Gor- Gors? Gors, yes. I just shake my head. Uh, right. Another possible demon-possessed person or sorceress. Great. Couldn't possibly be the one that he tried to kill in the fire, could it? Oh, probably not. I guess just in in general, the body types of the two, are they similar or dissimilar? You'd find it hard to believe. And I, and I did find her body in the yes, charger. Yes, you did. That woman was extremely dead. We can take comfort and or sorrow in that fact, depending on if she was innocent or guilty. So the, so the temple, I gather, is in a bit of a turmoil because of they've, they've lost their head priest, and now they've lost the priest from the monastery, and now... Right, so, so you went in, uh, or John and Sigmund went there uh, last yesterday and, uh, and reported in, uh, and they had, they had elected or... Elected is the wrong word. They had promoted another p- priest, Flanso, uh, who was really more of a scribe than a community leader to to the new position, right? Um, and he's the one who paid them and 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 took the information to heart and so forth. They are now concerned with uh, maybe maybe they'll have a little harder time with some of the festival preparations, but they're, they're going to be busy doing that. I imagine the merchants and the food food vendors are going to be just fine. It's just all the religious mumbo-jumbo is going to be a bit of a problem. Incidentally, they also went to see the burgomaster. Well, yeah, we talked to the burgomaster and let him know that things were afoot. Yeah, he was he was maybe looking to increase the, the guard uh, roster a little bit. Maybe they'll have 70 guards now. Who won't notice when some... Devil woman comes walking right past them. Indeed. Well, do you think they pay well? No. As I snag a piece of bacon from y- Yana's plate. That's, that's how you half orcs get this bad reputation of thieves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, Eskel. You may, according to my generous nature. <laughs> mm, take another piece. <laughs> I may uh, go do some investigation, talk to. The priests, if they saw the head priest talking to any women that evening before he died, if he was doing anything strange. 
are there any shops outside any, any places like where there would be people who'd be have have a good clear view of the temple besides the priests uh people who live nearby yeah might have if they were out and about now this was this happened during the middle of the night where hardly anyone is out so no taverns or yeah, of course no taverns near the temple no well, maybe the temple would face the square, come to think of it. But I think Sigmund was talking in general, like, have you seen him hanging some strange ladies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not a bad idea to, to have a look around the, the area where he, he died either, I guess. Yeah, because I know, you know I saw them come up there together, so I have a general idea of the route they would have taken. Yes. So maybe you guys, if you're interested as well, you know, he can go talk full. General description of the woman, and, and ask anybody if they've they saw anything strange, and I can go talk to the priests. Everybody on board? Yep, sounds good. So who goes where? You know, I may just stand behind whoever's going because if I start talking to people, they start looking at me, going, hmm, "Why are you wearing a hood?" I'll back up. I'll I'll be the backup for um, Zygmunt. I'll follow Zygmunt. Well, I'm going to talk to the priests. Okay, then I'll follow uh, Yana. And where's Yana going? I mostly figured that as far as doing footwork and talking to people, that that was going to be Zygmunt's lead, that Zygmunt was doing that. If he wanted somebody to split off and also talk to other people, then I would suggest that uh, Castian take the lead on the additional going around and talking to people. All right, I'll I'll tag along with Castian then. All right. So let's do you guys first. Um, so uh, my thought is that we probably should check some of the places that may have been may have had people at during the night. Oh, you know, here's one place would have people: the watch. Yeah, yeah. There's uh there's one group of watchmen who would be patrolling at night. They would have a garrison probably adjoining the um the jail, one of the stone buildings, one of the very few stone town. So which one of us is the better better talker? That would be you. Well, if Sigmund is going alone to the temple, then it's all of you. The rest of you going around canvassing, right? Well, see if the the if the uh, after after midnight watch is still uh, still there, and if they've seen it, you know, if if they had seen anything the, of the night of the question, it, actually they would have been there after he fell down and the body was found. So uh, you get to the jail building the door to the the garrison side. And when I say garrison, what I mean really is just it's a, it's a room with a couple of uh, beds, a table, some chairs, and some other gugos uh, associated with the watch. You know, a place to put the spears, a place to put the clubs, that kind of thing. It's not huge. They're all locals, so they all have their own, ho- own homes. It's just like if they need to get a quick nap, they can do yeah. it here instead of go home. Okay. It appears that, I don't know if you'd call him a watch captain or something, but um, there's clearly one of them who, there's a group of them sitting down, eating, and they look pretty worn out. And one of them is a guy in a, in a male shirt, evidently like the more senior ranking person. And he's having some sort of conversation with another person across the table who kind of is sort of nonchalantly leaning on his chair like flipping bits of gruel at his fellow watchman. Uh, he's saying, well, listen to the, to the high ranking officer. Anyway. Um, if you can't pay me any more than this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to find uh, work elsewhere. This is, this town is, I mean, I'm, I'm really too important for this town. And they're having this, it, like, 
<laughs> the commander or whatever. He's like, oh, really? Ooh, I want to take him down a peg or two. <laughs> so that's the scene when you step in. What do you do? Good evening, gentlemen. Or good morning, gentlemen. Okay, so the guy on leaning on his chair almost falls over when he sees you're an elf. <laughs> yeah, he writes himself and stands up. Hi! Uh, and the, what, the commander is like, don't mind him. Can, I, can we help you with something? Yeah, we would like to ask you a couple of questions. And the other guy is like, I'm sure I can answer all your questions. Uh, I know this town better than any of these yokels. Bring on the charm. Sense emotions. Is he a blusterer? He is so full of manure. Uh, you could you could fertilize uh, you know a small country with it. But the captain's probably more sincere, I guess. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean they're all look a, a little worn, and this guy's perhaps you know <laughs> like he's compensating extra much for the fact that you know he's a little tired. So now things are a little raw, and he's like, "Well, this wasn't much fun. I'm meant for bigger things." <laughs> right? The captain's like, "God damn it." The captain says, Jorlax, go go polish a spear or something. Jorlax is like, ah. He winks out the club from his belt and puts it on the table. It's like, don't bother. Don't bother ordering me around anymore. I quit. He nods at, uh, at Castian and says, uh, I'll see you later. And then walks out the door. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, captain's like, wiggle, save us all from foreigners. No offense. None taken. I'm used to it. We, we have questions about the unfortunate of uh, the high priest portion passing so he uh, uh he's down back back down again and he says well there's much to say uh he was having his usual late night walk i assume he fell we found his body in the early morning did anyone see him with with anyone with his walking by himself uh that i cannot say i saw him uh leaving the temple in the night but we, that's the last time i saw him if you are curious you may want to ask some of the people living in the area are you um looking into this on behalf of um Varro or something we were on a mission for the temple, and he was one that gave us the mission. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> so, in a way, we are looking into it on behalf of Wedel. Uh-huh. Uh, well, unfortunately, I don't have any deeper information for you. So, why don't we switch over to Zygmunt and the temple? We enter the temple pretty quickly, since it's just straight across the square. You find Flanzo uh, in the, one of the four chambers talking with a couple of the acolytes, and um, uh, as soon as you, you come in there, uh, he uh, spots you. He uh, looks a bit relieved, and he walks over and greets you. Ah, Sigmund, it's good that you return. There is uh, something we'd like to ask you and your companions. All right. I also have some questions for you and your acolytes about uh, Priest Thor's um, activities recently. Oh, have you discovered something? I, I use my talents to view what happened on the night of Thor's death. In- indeed. He was uh, killed by a woman who pushed him off the, the ramparts. A woman? Yes, I'm he. Nobody, anybody seen him associating with any particular, uh, I'll describe the woman in general. Gorse never, never solicited the, this company of women. Uh, he, uh, he would say that uh, they were a useless distraction to his, to his duties. Uh, that is strange. Yes, that's why I hoped if you were in your acolytes had seen him with this woman, it would maybe take in their mind better. I'm sure it would have. I've heard no such rumors from other acolytes. Was he doing anything unusual in the days prior to this? Uh, well, we have been preoccupied with, um, most of us have been busy making preparations for, for the festival, of course. Uh, of course, his primary activities, um, besides taking care of the temple. If he had deviated, the others would have noticed. And others in the community would have noticed. Who was the last person to, to see him that night? Uh, I believe two of the acolytes 
they were doing their um they were they were observing the right the rituals uh when he left for his uh late night walk perhaps after you have uh talked to me about the this issue that you want to discuss with me like you can leave me then i can talk to them of course well i have a proposition um I confess I was deeply disturbed by descriptions uh, yesterday of Temple and the Demon and these other reports coming in of demonic uh, activities and in the region. It reminded me of, uh, of the records, so I went to look at some of the old scrolls. And, well, I found something interesting. I found a passage where a monk, not a monk, he says acolyte. An acolyte had gotten lost uh, in the mountains and he found a cave in a, in a valley up there uh, and sought to uh, shelter in it uh, for the night. In the deeps of that cave, he found a door with a, a grinning demon's head on it. And uh, he was so afraid, of course, and, and uh, decided to push off through the night instead. The, the description is vague, but this could potentially be the entrance to a temple to the darker aspects of Kocham. And if it's so, then I would imagine this could be a source or a potential uh, breeding ground for this sort of evil. The darker aspects of Kocham are all about it will take uh, the testing to a different level. It is one of these um, groups that uh, consider Wiggle and Kosham do not be the same god, uh, but two different gods, uh, and that one needs to conquer the other for the proper order to um, assert itself. I, I would prefer, if you and your, your uh, group would be willing, that you seek this valley and, and investigate this cave if you can find it. I cannot recommend, of course, but I, I don't know who else I must send. You four have met and slain a demon. I don't know anyone else who has. Well, with all the preparations and, and such, I can't offer much in terms of wealth, but I could speak with the burgomaster and, and see if we could uh, arrange you to take over a property or something in, in the Torsberg area, which you could then do with what, as you will. Um, hopefully that would be ample payment. Yes, I learned at least one of my companions. That will be the first question. <laughs> but I think the dire signs we've seen in recent days, this requires investigating uh, I guess we can copy down as much uh, information on where this is to help us find it yes yes uh, I, I shall do so right away uh, meanwhile uh, I, will, I will I will send the acolytes to you the, the two acolytes who saw horse last yes thank you so you know, he shuffles away calls Paul for some you know, so the acolytes we're going to talk back to the others real quick okay things that happened during the lost segments of this session there was an earring found on the wall in the area where the priest Gors was killed, and Zygmunt was able to use this to get a vision of the owner, a woman who looked like she was from the dark and mysterious Eastern Kingdom. He was also able to scry and determine her location in the mountains to the northeast. The current head priest of Torsberg was able to provide Zygmunt with some old writings of a priest who encountered some demonic, evil Koshem location in a cave in the mountains to the northeast. So they gave the party an idea of where this woman was and uh, how to get there. Then the party decided to make plans to go investigate, which they will do in the next session. See you then. You know, I also came to realization that I'm the fighter type and I have yet to engage in combat. You know, you got self too. My golem got shot by an arrow and I got to smash the head of the unconscious demon. But other than that, Esgol has never actually attacked anyone probably why he's still alive <laughs> it's the tag where i mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com find links to all of our episodes links to our facebook page and mewe page you can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com it'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on itunes or the podcast app of your choice and that's all i got